Hebrews 1. Long ago, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became higher in rank than the angels, just as the name he inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he again brings his firstborn into the world, he says, And all God's angels must worship him. And about the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, and his servants a fiery flame. But to the Son, your throne, God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of justice. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. This is why God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy rather than your companions. And... In the beginning, Lord, you established the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. You will roll them up like a cloak, and they will be changed like a robe. But you are the same, and your years will never end. Now to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? Hebrews 2 We must, therefore, pay even more attention to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was first spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. For he is not subjected to angels, the world to come that we are talking about. But one has somewhere testified, What is man that you remember him? Or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels for a short time. You crowned him with glory and honor and subjected everything under his feet. For in subjecting everything to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him. As it is, we do not yet see everything subjected to him. But we do see Jesus, made lower than the angels for a short time, so that by God's grace he might taste death for everyone, crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering in death. For in bringing many sons to glory, it was entirely appropriate that God, all things exist for him and through him, should make the source of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. 
That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers. I will sing hymns to you in the congregation. Again, I will trust in him. And again, here I am with the children God gave me. Now, since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tested and has suffered, he is able to help those who are tested. Hebrews 3. Therefore, holy brothers and companions in a heavenly calling, Consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all God's household. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Now every house is built by someone, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household, as a testimony to what would be said in the future. But Christ was faithful as a son over his household, and we are that household if we hold on to the courage and the confidence of our hope. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was provoked with that generation, and said, They always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my anger, They will not enter my rest." Watch out, brothers, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that departs from the living God. But encourage each other daily while it is still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. For we have become companions of the Messiah if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. As it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it really all who came out of Egypt under Moses? And who was he provoked with for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And who did he swear to that they would not enter his rest, if not those who disobeyed? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Hebrews 4. Therefore, while the promise to enter his rest remains, let us fear that none of you should miss it. For we also have received the good news just as they did. But the message they heard did not benefit them since they were not united with those who heard it in faith. 
For we who have believed enter the rest in keeping with what he has said. So I swore in my anger, they will not enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the foundation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in this way. And on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. Again, in that passage, he says, They will never enter my rest, since it remains for some to enter it. And those who formerly received the good news did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he specifies a certain day, today, speaking through David after such a long time as previously stated. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. For the person who has entered his rest has rested from his own works just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the ideas and thoughts of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to the confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time.